We have a very special guest today in Rob Lipsis, YouTuber, influencer, podcaster, coach as well, of course, and more specifically, an owner of Pancake Company as well. How are you, buddy? That's the, co- that's the coolest one. You know, when I'm in, in it and like, I remember as in like Ibiza last year or something and you're in a group setting, you know, down by the pool, you're meeting new people and, you know, you go around, you're introducing yourself and everyone's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, you know, I work in sales. Oh, I work in marketing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm PT. Uh, I'm like, which one do I choose? I'm definitely going to introduce myself as pancake owner. Yeah. <laughs> so I always think that that that's the funniest sounding one, even though that's not my main, not even close to my, my main job, my main source of income, which is coaching. Yeah. I always just just say that one, you know, yeah. just because it sounds kind of like your Willy Wonka off the, off the yeah. world. So I'm glad I'm glad glad that you got that in there, Josh. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, me and Josh have known each other since we were honestly 12 years old. Like a lot mm. of people probably don't know that. So mm, I'm yeah. really happy to be back on. 100% and did a little stint in, uh, in Terenure, played a bit of rugby together as yeah. well for, for yeah. a year or so. Exactly, you're not, yeah. You're not still playing any, anymore, are you? No, you know what? I, I am starting again. There's a Are seven. You? There's a seven now. I'm not starting. Huge. But yeah, yeah. There, there's a sevens tournament in Gibraltar, just around oh. an hour away from me. And uh, someone, he's actually like, he's a fitness rugby YouTuber. So he does like, uh, you know, rugby vlogs and all. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, I'm entering a team in this. Uh, can we get you involved? And I'm like, I can't say yeah. no to that. So yeah, I'm going to be return, right. making the big return. Is it like uh, a... It's is like it like this, a tip or a tackle or an all or what is it? I think it's full blown sevens. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> like the end of this month. It's just like you know, Gibraltar is like an hour away from Marbella, if even. So I'm like, yeah. oh, it would be rude not to. It's meant to be good fun as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Sevens is great crack as well. I just honestly, I can't think about getting tackled again. I, I just know. feel I would literally break into my knees and my ankles already made of glass. I think I'd literally still clip into two. Yeah, I'm like, and and if that happens, well, then that's the the fitness career over. So yeah, yeah, be worth it. Yeah, just hang out on the wing and just be yeah, like, yeah, people just look good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all you need. Some nice, nice uh, kit and some nice gear, a nice shiny pair of boots, a bit of sun. Yeah. That's all that you need as well. Um, so obviously we know each other from from many years ago, but yourself, like Joe Delaney, Christian Guzman, and stuff like that as well, was something that. Now, I watched, my brother watched, you know, everyone watched back in the day to really get a good understanding of, you know, all the basics, you know, all the basics around training, nutrition, how splits work, all that kind of stuff. And it's funny, funny to think of, I was thinking back on when I started watching you and doing all that kind of stuff as well. And the basics still work. All my check-ins this morning would have probably touched on all the points that you were talking about, what, 10 years, 10, 11 years ago or so, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? So there's there's been a, a funny like wave. Okay. So mm, 20 years ago, true. the information was so bad. Like it was all magazines and like simply shredded.com, cuttingjack.com yeah. was terrible. And this is like, whereas like, you know, the, the evidence-based information was still out there, but it was mm. really hard to find. And then YouTube actually like brought guys like Alan Aragon, Brad Schoenfeld, Mm -hmm. all these actual researchers and scientists to the forefront to make that information readily available. And then YouTubers like me, Christian Null would would read that and then we'd kind of make it easy to consume in the form of vlogs and everything. And, you know, the correct information is the correct information that it's Mm -hmm. there's the even when new research comes out, like there's nothing really groundbreaking. So Mm -hmm. I think just in the last like 10 years, we've just really cracked the code in terms of what works and what doesn't work. And Mm -hmm. I can't I can't see it changing too much in the next 10 or 20 years. Um, maybe some crazy stuff with AI will will come yeah. in and change the yeah. industry. But yeah, for the last you know ten years, um, thing that's that's what works, you know, and mm-hmm. and the correct information is out there now. Mm, yeah, you know, speaking of AI, this morning I'll come back to that point in a second. All my check, do you, do you ever use Loom for your check-ins or do check-ins via Loom? Uh, a little bit. I use a lot of just WhatsApp, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Loom. I know what you're going to say they now generate the captions. And, no, no. and like the title and everything. I couldn't, but no, no, the synopsis. What? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It was crazy. If I read a couple of them out, you'd be shocked. I'd give it like a five, six minute check or something like that. Send it over. And then underneath the check in, it's just like, hey, Rob, how are you getting on? Hope your weekend's gone well in Marbella. Glad to hear that the house is going well. And hopefully oh, the podcast. Nice. I was going like, 
Oh my God. It's just written out. I was like going, are they trying to squeeze me out of a job here? Like, am I yeah. the middleman now? You know what? Um, so like now I'm not trying to claim I'm like this big AI genius, but so when I made my app game plan in yeah. 2018, so we weren't using AI, but we use like a formula or an algorithm. Yeah, and so true. basically it, the, the client would sign up they would put in their every single detail, height, weight, yeah. activity level, body fat percentage, male, female, all that good stuff. And then the software would give them a program mm -hmm. and it would be very accurate. And then me and my coaching team uh, would tweak it. Yeah. And so over since 2018, so that was my, that was my first kind of taste of, a computer mm -hmm. doing the work for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if you can call that AI, but kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, so over time, it's gotten even more accurate, and now I think it's going to get to the point where it's it's really accurate. But you just need to learn how to use it yourself. You know, like mm -hmm. like just what Loom is doing. So I think um, AI is going to be great for trainers. I think it's going to be yeah. great for the fitness industry, and I think it's going to be great for making people healthier and, and get results. So oh, I'm not right. worried about oh. It's also going to be amazing for editing and making content. So if you've got a personal brand or you're thinking about starting a personal brand, it's more important than ever because, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be another at least 20 years until we can clone Rob Lipset and Josh and, you know, <laughs> put them in front of a camera. But, yeah. uh, you know, we can do Drake lyrics now, but we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's mad. I think it's just mad. It's mad. Yeah, it's crazy. It's but I think it's going to make uh, make our job easier and it's going to be yeah. good for the industry. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent. And listen, give us a little bit of an update onto your prep. You know, Rob's obviously just finished his um, his preps, two preps, finished off in the Irish show and did very, very well. But how did that all go? How are you feeling now after? How is the whole process as a whole? Oh man, so um, just first time I've talked about it. Thank you for asking. I need no to get it off my chest. But so oh, come on. we had the we had the first competition, which was in uh, Benal Medina, which is uh, about 40 minutes away. That was a warm-up show, did not go well, no placing. Mm -hmm. Uh I was happy with my condition, but like the show was all in Spanish, and they were kind of like, Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, they kind of didn't look twice at me. Yeah. And um, so no placing in that. I God, my posing sucked as well, you know, and your yeah. posing is like, it's like your marketing, your physique, yeah. you know, how, how good is your business if no one can, yeah, how, how good is your business if no one can see it? How good is your physique if no one can see it properly? So mm -hmm. I used to think posing was kind of whack and I still do. I'm like, we have to learn all, it's like ballet. I'm like, this yeah, is kind true. of lame. Well, why do we have to learn all this? But I, then, you know, I, I heard that analogy and I was like, okay, it, it makes sense. So mm -hmm. I worked, I, I got three pounds lighter, uh, which is much tighter lot, as well, which is a lot. When you hold up those little jelly rolls, think of three of them on mm. top of a shredded physique. So that's that's quite a lot. Yeah. And then it came in much more conditioned, better at posing and got a placing. But mm. so to talk about the kind of mentality around dieting, the mo one of the most difficult parts of the whole prep was when I did shitty in that Ben Medina show mm. I had like you know I went out for dinner uh you know had like a big meal getting back on prep afterwards it was I was like I, I was like fucking lost uh you know I'm bad as shit today <laughs> I just want to I just want to give up <laughs> not doing it the show's in the next show's in 20 days I'm gonna suck again yeah <laughs> And she was like, Rob, just go to the gym now and just get back on, you know, your calories and your macros. Yeah. And lo and behold, you know, you can only do so much damage in a day. Mm -hmm. Turn to normal, like stage weight four, four or five days later. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, all right, game on. Let's let's push it two or three pounds more. Uh, came in really conditioned for the Ireland show mm -hmm. and did great in that. And then so now that is... Not even a month ago, actually, just looking at the date now. So that's maybe like I'm like three weeks post show. Yep. And um, I've I've maintained it very well, especially the first two mm. weeks. Yeah. I only went three pounds above stage weight. And uh, last weekend I had a huge event on in Marbella, you know. So oh, yeah. I meals out. I'm gonna pull it in a little bit this week. But the first two weeks, really proud. I I did pretty much didn't even celebrate. Like, you know, I honestly, I went out for Nando's and, and that was it. Because in the past, especially when I was quite young, I would finish a dieting phase or I would compete. 
and I had the completely wrong mentality. I had the all or nothing mentality and I'd rebound so badly. And it's just so bad for your mind to see your physique change that much uh, overnight, even though you probably still look great. You probably mm-hmm. still look absolutely fine. It's just in, in your mind that, you know, seeing these drastic changes aren't good. So I learned a lot from that, uh, from my, you know, years of dieting and competing. And yeah, I learned from my mistakes. But yeah, so that's where we're currently at. Um, looking good, feeling good about three weeks post-show. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, no, you looked unbelievable, especially in that second show, like really tight, hard, full. It was actually a really, really good package, I thought, as Thank well. Thank you. Yeah, uh, great analogy. The other guys were fucking insane like i'm not really, even yeah. about the placing like apparently it was very close between myself and second but first place i'm like he, he deserved it he was yeah. some young, young fella and like he was just crazy in v shape and everything so yeah, yeah. i mean i'm never gonna be a sore loser you know yeah yeah it was a pca one wasn't it yeah pca yeah which yeah. is a a really good federation like it's like you know, there's really good videographers they're marketing really? the stage i think their motto is like the most beautiful stage in bodybuilding yeah i think it looks really good because you know there's some shows and there's like a million sponsors behind mm-hmm. on the stage behind you it kind of looks like graffiti i think the pca mm-hmm. um so man I, I'm, I'm delighted i did it there's nothing that'll boost your confidence more than stepping on stage oiling yourself mm. up and yeah. flexing on front of a huge crowd yeah so it's it's a big rush and like yeah. i've done a, a lot of things in life you know i've traveled the world i've stayed in some of the best locations i've gone uh, artist pass at some of the biggest festivals in the world i've gone private jets i'm like this is this is the shit i'm like yeah. This is the real rush because you can just pay to go on all those things mm. or you just maybe know someone and they'll sort you out. This doesn't matter who you know, doesn't matter how much you pay. If you don't put in 12 weeks of hard fucking work, you're not allowed up on that stage. You don't deserve to be up on that stage. So mm. it's it's one of the biggest highs I've, I've ever kind of done in my life. Yeah, amazing, man. I'm still yet to do it. I'm trying to find, we're trying to find the time to actually be able to prep at weddings and, and travel, home. the oh. travel back home and all this kind of stuff is difficult, but. Weddings um, are killer. Like, oh, they're, they're so hard. They're like yeah. a full weekend. There's so many because we're at that age now. We're yeah, like, I know. We got to get our act together. Yeah, but, no, yeah what, like, I have mine. Uh, I have my own one next year. And that was when we were kind of going to prep. I was going to prep through it. And then I was like, I was like, I was like, no, no, that's of course not going to happen. And then this one, we have three weddings. We're back in August for three weddings. It's like, there's just so many bloody weddings. It's insane. Yeah, there's so many. Like, you know, I can't make it to them all either. But I, yeah. I've got, I've just so, I hate, and I hate saying no, but sometimes like just the dates don't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got like, that's one of the reasons I'm going home to Ireland in August is one of my best mate's weddings. So there's so, there's so many and they're so, uh, so not macro friendly. No. <laughs> yes. Not at all. A free bar and like a five course meal. Yeah. 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 Crazy. I think the uh, one thing that you said there, which is really nice, was about stepping on stage. Like you, like you can't pay someone for a physique. You yeah. can't cheat a physique. And I think it's one of the only. I genuinely, I always think about this. One of the only things in life that you can't cheat. You can't cut a corner. If you cut corners, if you don't take your diet seriously, if you don't train the way you need to, if you don't diet long enough, you are going to get found out on stage. It's one of the that kind of almost. I'm sure that's what got you back on on your diet when you had that day off after Spain. It was like. I'm not standing on that stage, not happy with that physique. I'm sure that gave you a little bit of drive, did it? Yeah, yeah. And I actually think like there's nothing comparable mm-hmm. in the world in terms of your body. You know, mm-hmm. you just, it's so it's so it's so important and so hard to attain. And again, you just can't pay for it. You know, like you do, or else there would be like Elon Musk would be rich. He he would be absolutely <laughs> Very like fuck. Like a Abercrombie model, you know, you yeah. just, there's no amount of money in the world, in the world that can, yeah. that can pay. Even there's not even anything like if there a drug doesn't exist where you can be like, I'll give you a billion dollars and I'll take it and it'll just transform me overnight. Yeah. There's, there's not even any any drugs you can take that can do it. Mm. So I just think having a good physique is invaluable. But mm. yeah, the, the time after the first show, um, it was tough to get back on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad mm. I did. 
And uh, people always love to know, like, you know, figures and all that kind of stuff. What was calories at? What was your cardio at leading up into that second show? People love that stuff. Uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, right? And I, I'm actually, like, I, I'm apprehensive to put this on my own channel. You yeah. know, so. Just put it in mind, then. It's all good. You're getting the, you're getting the <laughs> behind the scenes. So my, my, um calories and cardio and and train well training was just the usual nice push yeah. pull split that i follow for the most mm-hmm. part lift as heavy as possible mm-hmm. you know no high reps to tone bullshit over nice. here I, I had my numbers at the start of prep and that i just tried you know I, like for example dumbbell press uh was a big move in mine mm-hmm. and squats and leg press i just have my compound lifts that i'm like i'm yeah. gonna try keep these numbers so that was weight training and then of course cardio and calories they started up start all right yeah start not too bad they started at about 2500 calories yep. uh, per day which mm-hmm. is fine it's what i'm now on currently yeah nice. start at 2500 the next step was 2200 calories where mm-hmm. I, that and that's where i spent the majority of yep. the the 12 weeks uh, which is like you know solid deficit for me i can get down to like 10 percent eating mm-hmm. that and then then so the last like four weeks we hit the 2000 calorie mark mm-hmm. and then for the last like two three weeks the last two weeks yeah and you know the leading up to it it was, it was like a depletion phase and it was so short but it was like 18 1600 yeah, like tiny woman oh, <laughs> like, stuff. and then and then for cardio uh towards the it started off just three days a week 30 minute list sessions and then towards the end, it was daily, daily list sessions, 30 minutes. 50 or something. It was a 30 minutes. Yeah. I thought 30, you were. 30, oh, sorry. No, 40, 45. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. 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 And nice. then it, it was just podcast in and just zone out and get it done. And so it, it was really fine up until just those, those last two weeks of mm. show, the depletion phase. That's when I felt hollow. Yeah. <laughs> hollow is a, good, is a great term. Oh, it's empty. A, I was just a hollow log, empty. And like I would go in and just the the weight sessions were just so shit. Like yeah. they were just like, oh, I'd lose interest in them because you know I wasn't really hitting the best numbers. And yet you just you're just a hollow shell of a human being. But mm. it, it was just it was just that depletion phase. Like even when I was on like you know two thousand calories, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, two that yeah, two thousand is. I found two thousand tough. Like my mine started at three, three thousand. Yeah. I was I lost like ten kilos off three three thousand. Nice. This is unbelievable. Yeah, and then just brick wall drop, brick wall drop, brick. Wall. I was like shit. We went all the way down to like around two thousand. I was like, I was bollocks by the end of that man. I was yeah. doing two cardios a week. Oh no way. Yeah. You know yeah. what, right? It's kind of good to talk about this, especially for guys to hear that mm-hmm. like they'll see like these shredded physiques on Instagram and everything. And they'll, they'll like, I think some people lie about their numbers as well. They're like, Oh, I can cut down on 4,000 calories. Cause I'm such a beast. And it's like, no, you're not eating that. And I've been around yeah. guys who like claim they cut down that much. And like, I've spent, maybe I were at a fitness expo or something. I've mm. spent the whole weekend of them. And they, they fuck all like mm. they eat fucking nothing so it's like that's one thing people they try to make it out as if they can do it easily and these Mm. people they don't it's hard like you know to get a really good physique to get a lean physique is is very difficult Mm. it's it's gonna you're going to have to go past a point where it's actually comfortable yeah that's so it because and when you think about it it's like well you would just be at that point if it wasn't mm. if it was comfortable you know what i mean so all year you'd be in everyone yeah. be unbelievable shape it's it's like running a kind of a horse race and those last four or five hurdles that's where you cross from like good to great shape and that's yeah. where most people fall down on but it's yeah. really hard when the horse is fatigued at the very very end trying to get over those last hurdles is the hardest ones and the one that they always fall on is the bloody last one oh yeah. it just shows that like it's it is much harder to get into like good good like get into good shape is quite easy get into yes yeah i agree with that harder yeah. and get into like 
disgraceful shape is is incredibly <laughs> hard. Like incredible. We're coming out with some great words on this podcast. But <laughs> hollow, hollow and disgraceful. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, the, there's the, and that's I don't recommend getting to the disgraceful point. Like for mm. anyone listening to this, like you know, find that point that you can sustain and that it's like, of course you have to make an effort, but like it shouldn't consume your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. True point. And in terms of the, um, the approach to dieting, so you touched on a little bit there. Do you find that uh, that slightly higher cardio bout works for you with, with more cat with, with more calories? I know you didn't, weren't on much more or on too heavy calories rather than pulling you down to 16, 1700 and only having you on two cardios. Do you just prefer that method? Do you find it works best for you? Have you felt that across your, uh, your coaching and lifting journey? Yeah, I actually think the cardio is like more so for general fitness and health. Mm-hmm. I think I just, and this sounds a little, I think I just look a little bit fitter and, yep. and I feel a bit better. And my digestion gets mm-hmm. better. Like if I don't get in like 10,000 steps a day, if not, to be honest, I, I feel better even on, when I get in 12,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. You know, my digestion isn't good. I feel sluggish. I look more watery. Uh, yeah. So the cardio was just kind of for those reasons, you know, mm-hmm. I like, I don't think I burnt much calories in those sessions. I was fucking dying towards the end. Hold, hold on to the things. Dear life. More so just for general fitness, I, yeah. I think that was why, why I kept that in. And then in terms of the diet I followed, I actually followed if it fits your macros, flexible dieting yeah, until the very end. Like, mm. you know, obviously only so flexible you can be yeah, when you're 600. like 60. 1800 uh, so that was mainly just like vegetables and lean proteins but mm-hmm. before that before that like even on 2000 i'd be eating protein pancakes fuel cakes yeah uh, I'd be eating like big oat bowls. yeah exactly yeah uh, I'd be oat bowls uh, i'd be eating chicken wraps um like kind of big up like delicious omelets yeah, yeah. bread god forbid oh i love bread man it was really yeah i'm like god bless bread oh and all hell the, the mighty spud yeah, one of the most filling foods you can eat, a yeah. powerhouse food, and um, but nothing was off limits until mm-hmm. you know, right until the very end of prep. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I think has been scrutinized. The IFYM approach to fits fits your macros was great at the beginning, yes. scrutinized in the middle, and now people are like, Why the hell can't you like look at you? You got in hollow, disgraceful shape. <laughs> and through if it's your macros, like yeah, it works. That- that's so funny that you said there was like a bell curve. Yeah. Like there was a bell curve of people found out that, oh, that mealtime doesn't really matter. And, you know, certain yeah. food sources doesn't really matter. And it's about total mm-hmm. calories and total macros. And then people kind of went a little bit hipster and they're like, yeah. well, you, it's not sustainable to track everything. And, I'm, and it's like true. And then people yeah. are coming back to it now. Like, all right, look, let me eat a fucking wrap, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think so, that- and, and I think now it's at a sweet spot as well where, you know, people are, uh, again, I, I think the, the fitness scene is really good right now. Like mm-hmm. in terms of information, people are at like a sweet spot where they'll like track the odd time where they know that, you know, macros and calories count, but they mm-hmm. still have an enjoyable diet. And there's so many people putting up like amazing recipes now as well mm-hmm. that they're learning how to just, pr- you can pretty much make any food you want. Yeah. Like nowadays, yeah. you know, like and, and fit it into your diet. So I think it's at a really good place right now. Yeah. I think that inverted U curve or the U curve is a really good thing because what I actually was going to say was that you guys did a really good job, like you, Joe, Christian, Steve Cook and stuff, a really good job of just simplifying and showing like this is actually easy to make it, like to make it easier to make a, a positive change in your physique. And then we went into that kind of zone where it was like, let's try and create the biggest gizmos, reps and reserve, this about training and this, these styles and stuff. And now it's like, actually, we don't don't actually need that, lads. Let's let's just get yeah. You know, let's get back to the just the basics. If the it basics really so work, yeah, exactly. And like when I'm, I like started out. I would make just sit down videos talking about you know all these basics and talking yeah. about that. And then you, you make a video on everything. So now you're like, all right, I'm I'm just gonna do vlogs. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm gonna document yeah. document what I'm up to. But you know what? No, they get so much more views and clicks that I'm like, well, if the information reaches more people in vlog format, 
well then so be it you know because yeah, some yeah. people don't they can't digest that heavy jeff nippard style science yeah. even though he's I mean, amazing what he does mm. some people just want to watch something a little bit more laid back and pick up yeah. a few points on the way so yeah. you know sometimes i'm like oh you know do i need to go back to these really informative videos but then i'm like no you know i like vlogging and and they get a good they get a good feedback yeah, speak, speak client, not science. I think that's the that's the key phrase. And just using it as as easily digestible as you can. You you do a really good job of that anyway. Just trying to make it as as easy to understand rather than talking about you know glucose transport chains and this kind of stuff. Just just talk about how it is. You know, it's a piece of yeah. bread. You know, yeah. like at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> and routine for you. Do you find that you know there's a slight you know when you're in prep? You know, I know I know from from my last uh, photo shoot that I did that routine is just everything when you're in prep you're in dieting you're just zoned in you're locked in like you said to your car do you find a difference between your your round routine and prep or do you find you carry that over quite well any advice on that i i actually really this is my first time prepping years and i really really enjoyed it um mm. my routine was never better oh uh, let's let's cancel out the last two weeks okay the depletion phase let's <laughs> that's when nothing was 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 happening that's when I was, I was a dead man but for yeah. the majority of it it was actually really good like my sleep mm. was good i was yeah. going to and going to bed and waking up at the same time every day that made well i actually think it all begins with sleep routine yeah, by true. the way i think yeah. like it's like everything uh, so then i would have like my morning workflow was really good obviously training and nutrition work to the fucking rep to the mm -hmm. calorie they were just perfect that makes you give makes you feel proud it gives mm -hmm. you a spring in your step your physique looks great. That that makes you record more content. It makes you more confident in meetings. Like mm -hmm. if anyone is listening to this and they're like, you're not a fucking YouTuber, not a coach. Well, having good physique is like, it has the biggest carryover into everything in your life. I hate to sound vain or I yeah. hate to sound, uh, you know, like it's all about physical beauty. Tough, tough, tough hearing that. Sorry, buddy, but that's just how life works. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, it just has such a carryover. So during prep, my routine was amazing. Mm. And so me and uh, Linda went out after, you know, we had like a date night the week after the show. And like, we were like hung over the next day. We ate loads and we were like, can we go back on prep? <laughs> <True>. <laughs> we were like, I want it back. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm actually like I, I learned a lot and I kind of, you know, kind of missed it a little bit. And I think I think it's made me realize I kind of want to have a nice tame summer and, mm. you know, not travel too much and just stay on top of get back to a somewhat preppy mm. <laughs> routine, for lack of a, a better word, you know? Yeah, it's so key to have you around. Like I'm a, I'm a huge advocate to it. I needed for my day to say and that's why i find sometimes when i travel across here and like i'm gonna meet one of the lads for lunch and stuff i'm just like oh this this is so hard to try manage work and stuff like that but i think having like you don't have to have it like you had in prep year round but having some sort of structure with your sleep and your wait times and your work blocks and stuff like that i think is always really beneficial isn't it yeah sleep is a, is a huge one for me mm. uh, just kind of like it schedules your day by default like mm. you know yeah, it, yes, yeah. If you like, you wake up and go to sleep at the same time every day, not only will you have you know, a better sleep, your circadian rhythm improves, mm -hmm. but you'll actually just be kind of more uh, organized throughout the whole day. And one thing that I found makes a huge difference is like, so I'll go outside that door there and, you know, I'll do, I'd learn this from Andrew Huberman, do a little bit mm -hmm. of sun gazing. I'll get some sunlight yeah. in my face and stare around the sun i was doing it wrong i was trying to stare directly at the sun <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's how you go blind visually <laughs> yeah so i'll do that in the morning which is is i find really makes me sleepy at like 9 p.m i'll be like yeah. like dead um yeah. but yeah the, just the one thing actually you know the way we we're talking about the very start of the podcast um but how we kind of like pretty much know everything in terms of training and nutrition there's hardly any new groundbreaking information that comes mm -hmm. out i've actually learned a lot about sleep in the last two years you know that that's one thing that like i kind of forgot about because we just mm -hmm. think training and diet like they're the two mm -hmm. big things but then there's the thing that encapsulated it all which is sleep and so you know I, I think i might do like a sleep course if maybe matthew walker's got one or <laughs> something you know but that that's something that i've probably learned the most about in the last two years and because mm. i'm a terrible sleeper all right know? yeah 
re- oh, I'm really bad. Like I have so much energy. I'm like raring mm. to go at the end of the day. And so it really requires me to make a conscious effort to, to get a good sleep in. Yeah, 100%. Even from like a physique standpoint, like all the stuff about, you know, the fat. Have you seen those that sleep and fat loss study? Uh, no, go on about it. I'm, I'm sure there's a, there's quite a few, but go on. What's the, what's yeah, this? yeah, there's like a, one done and they kind of researched what the difference would be like between, you know, this 5.5 hour group of sleep and 8.5 hour group of sleep and the amount of total fat loss from the 8.5 comparatively to the five was, was over double, but the lean mass loss in the 5.5 group was incredibly higher. What? Like, so it, it was mental, like mental. Uh, and then that, and oh, as fat, well as, fat and muscle. I know it's crazy. Less fat, more, or sorry, losing less fat, more muscle. If you sleep less as well. So I just bring, if, if I'm in a check-in and the client's like 5.5 hours, like, Take a look, bud. Yeah, gotta, go, gotta get to go bed early. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a big one. And in terms of like future plans for you now going forward, thinking about competition again down the line, what's the what's the kind of the? I find that do you, do you find this as well that after after prep after dieting phase, you've just gone all in for this one specific date that it's a bit of like kind of lost puppy, like dog in the headlights kind of thing going, like, what What do I do now? Like, what? why am I training? Why am I doing? Do you find that that's the case? And do you have any future plans going forward for your own physique? Yeah, completely. So I, I've actually, this is the first weekend, like I, I have had, I haven't been able to speak to camera all week. I've mm. been so tired, like mm, yeah. wrecked. Okay, so I had the first show. Then two weeks later, I traveled back to Ireland the other show then the week i was filming an alfley documentary and mm-hmm. then the following week just gone the event I had that huge marbella entrepreneurial event uh, which is the first like event i've put on since like pre-covid mm-hmm. and that went extremely better than expected like mm-hmm. better than expected but now i'm just like Oh wow. God, I need to, I need to just yeah, sleep, like, speak the yeah. devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to sleep, relax and kind of just um have like not, not something not to think about for a while. Mm. Cause like, yeah, I always had like, I was all, I wasn't living presently at all the last six weeks. I yeah. was always thinking of the next thing. And I, this is ter- terrible. I've like on my home screen, I have a countdown timer of my next event. So it's like you have 10 days until the show. You have 10 days yeah, until yeah. the event. You have 11 days until this. I'm like, for once, I'm going to shut that fucking yeah. timer off. I'm going to delete that app. Yeah. So right now for the next week or two, I'm really going to, I'm going to go to the beach and eat chill ice cream and chill out. And yeah. then, you know, I just want to maintain a, a, a good physique that I'm happy with mm-hmm. uh, over summer uh, and relax. So at the moment, really? yeah. I, I, I'm no plans to do anything drastic, but I think there's all, all, also good times to like dip back down into that leanness. I think post-summer is a good one and you'll, mm-hmm. you'll see spikes in clients, you know, in sales and everything. I think mm-hmm. post-summer is a good one. January is obviously like, you know, when the, and February are, kind of like the biggest spikes mm-hmm. and then just pre-summer as well, you know? And mm. so, so they're the type, they're to, yeah. Yeah. So they're the kind of three times of the year where I'll, I'll dial things back in. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And that, that kind of segues into the nice, nice new, uh, or the nice, excuse me, that segues into the next, not nice, uh, part of this podcast as well is going to be pretty much the title. I'm sure we'll kind of give this away, but it's going to be, you know, keeping in, in good shape year round. And if there's one person on the planet who does it better than anyone, Mr. Rob lifts it for sure. <laughs> so I'd love you to kind of like, like I think we discussed it there a second ago, but like define being in shape year round. Like what does that, what does that look like to you? Is it being like shredded, like completely abs popping out of your forehead, shredded, you know, or, or like, what does that look like for you keeping in shape year round? Well, first you got to find really good lighting and a good Instagram. <laughs> so that, camera. Thing. Yeah. But so <laughs> I, I think for me, it'll look different on everyone, but I think yeah. having a lean, healthy physique, like all your, your blood markers of mm-hmm. blood, your blood markers and everything are healthy. Having a lean, somewhat aesthetic uh, physique that you can sustain and that you're proud of, that requires effort, it's not mm-hmm. easy, and that feels good. I think if you tick those boxes that I just mentioned, I think that is staying in shape year round. And that's not stage lean. That's not photo shoot ready. 
there's going to be the odd day where you're like, oh man, I look like, you know, a bottle of water, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, you're going to have those days um, and it's not gonna, there's going to be fluctuations. But I think, you know, if all yeah. around week to week, you're looking solid and you're personally happy mm-hmm. with how you look that and, and you feel good that you look in the mirror and you say, that's I, I like how I look. I'm mm-hmm. proud of the work I put in and I'm excited to keep going. Then I think that's staying in shape year round. And I think that's easy to do. I think that's possible to do for yeah. everybody. Absolutely yeah, yeah. everybody. It is yeah, not yeah. possible to stay in like crazy abs popping out the forehead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just picturing that. It's a funny um, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, that that's not possible at all. I couldn't do that. The most dedicated people I know couldn't do that. Um, but it is definitely possible to maintain a physique that you're proud mm-hmm. you're proud of and that looks good. Yeah, beautiful. And before I ask a couple of uh, questions about how you do that, I'd love you to kind of just touch on the like progress because there's no doubt that like if you look at your physique year to year for over the last 10 years, long term journeys, year to year to year, you've made really good progress. But when people think I think I think that when when people hear this title, it's just like, oh, just stay lean and stay in a deficit year round. I'm sure that people think because you're you know in good composition and you hold decent ab detail, oh, Rob's in a deficit year round. Is that true? You know, what would you say to that person and and how do you actually make progress then throughout the year? Yeah, so um go check out my 10-year transformation on YouTube. Uh the first three to five years, killer progress, you know, making a lot of things. Then after that, pound a year if I'm lucky. And then yep. you know, it was so bad. So I looked at my stage weight, like shredded stage weight, uh, seven years ago. And then I looked at the recent one. There's three pounds. I've gained three pounds. So it's progress is extremely slow nowadays. Leaner now though. You're leaner in your second one. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you know, maybe so maybe like five pounds of muscle or more. Yeah. But either way, the the point the point of the story is you're going to make most of your progress in the first couple of years. They're called yeah. noob gains, as I'm sure you know. And then uh, progress will be very slow, or it'll mm-hmm. just be maintaining things really. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's very important to, you know, be, be realistic and be happy with where you're at because it's mm-hmm. going to be a whole lot of maintaining it. And then, so in terms of how do you maintain it? I do not stay in a deficit year round. I, I think you die if that happens. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think. Be hollow enough anyway. Yeah, you'll, you'll be hollow. Oh, you'll be hollow. Uh, so I, I do a lot of diet breaks. Um, yeah. So if anyone has been dieting, usually if I'm, I'm dieting down a client, and they, they've been dieting for about 12 weeks, um, mm-hmm. or maybe they just feel they need one and you know they've gotten good progress, um, you want to return to maintenance for one to two weeks. And this is going to do a lot for your metabolism and most importantly, your performance mm-hmm. and in the gym. So you'll regain a lot of lost strength. You'll also kind of fill out a little bit because you're, you're refilling your glycogen stores. And you'll also just increase your adherence and and sustainability to yeah. the overall diet, which is mm. which is just so important. Like if people like they're like, I can't get results, can't get results. It's just your adherence, you know. That's because we all know what to do. You know, you know you you be in a deficit. You know you hit your protein intake. You know you lift weights, but it's just actually doing it. So yeah. if you can increase someone's adherence, make the plan more sustainable, take into account lifestyle factors, add in these breaks then it, you're going to have a successful client. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something I do a lot is diet breaks. And then I spend the majority of my time at maintenance. I don't actually do bulks anymore. I mm-hmm. rare, I rarely go into a massive surplus on purpose for prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get much bigger. I have no ambition to gain much more muscle. Um, I don't really care about getting stronger either. I'm pretty happy with my lifts. Mm-hmm. And the it's kind of like, the the price I'd have to pay to like, I'd have to like gain so much weight and so much body fat that I'm uncomfortable with for like a few extra pounds of muscle. I'm just yeah. not really pushed for that. So, and um, they're kind of the three phases, uh, the three three kind of things answered. I spend I I dip into a deficit yeah. a few times a year. I spend mm-hmm. the majority year of maintenance. And I pretty much never go into a prolonged surplus anymore. Yeah. But I ha- I did when I was like a teenager and when yeah. I was in my early 20s starting out. 
Yeah, lovely. Well, it just shows that, you know, I think people are worried that like at maintenance, there's no way that you can make progress. Oh. But, but if you're, you know, developing strength in gym, progressing your lifts, etc., keep a nice positive protein balance. Like there's, if you're doing that year to year, like you can clearly see that you're progressing. So that's a really good case to show that you can do that. Exactly. Um, and, and there's probably so many people listening that they think they can't do those things in a deficit as well. I've hmm. had so many people come off from a, a layoff period, maybe returning from hmm, injury. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're in their first two years of training. Perhaps they're overweight. So they have a lot of calories and energy to pull from. Mm. That's that's another really interesting topic. Yeah. So if they go into a deficit, they can pretty much build muscle and strength, you know, in, in those in those cases that I mentioned. So yeah. you know, you don't always I, I think the last thing the word what is it, 80% of people are overweight, like or something. I just, yeah. it's in America, it's like great. Wow. It's it's crazy high. Um so I think the last thing most people need is like a surplus, you know. Obviously mm, yeah. A few, quite a few cases, but you know, most people. I'm sure most of your clients are fat loss clients. Yeah, hundred percent. And like you said, a lot of them, like I use Niall as a really good example, and have him like on this uh, this slide that I do for for new clients coming on board the team. And it honestly looks like he's put on ten kilos of muscle. And like to know that he's lost like five six kilos, like it's, it's kind of mind boggling. Like, how would you do that? It's so hard to explain said. to people that like yeah. um, when your waist gets smaller, your shoulders look bigger, your back mm-hmm. looks bigger. When your arms get leaner, you you get the veins popping everywhere. Of course, mm-hmm. your your peak looks bigger because that that all goes. You know, yeah. it's, that's all gone there. So everything pops out way more. You get the shoulder serrations going. So. Like in my in my entire prep that I just did there, I lost like 20 pounds. Mm. 20. That's that's a lot. And you know, I look way bigger and way far more impressive yeah. at the at the end of the prep. So that's one thing that people can't get their head around is they're like, Oh, you you gained 10 pounds of muscle on prep. And I'm like, no, I've just lost 20 pounds straight up. Yeah. It's a quote by Lane Norton, actually. It's like uh, if you want to look like you gained 10 pounds of muscle lose 10 pounds <laughs> really oh nice well, i've never heard that before but it's so yeah. true isn't it so true. yeah that's a good one yeah nice um so that that's interesting here that you don't go through that's what i've always wondered do you go through like this kind of like aggressive push-up and off season or like a really slow and gentle one but it's it's, it's uh refreshing to hear that you know you can do that at, at maintenance and still progress and stuff like that as well yeah, the- you always make more progress now in terms yeah, of, of course. muscle if you go into surplus. But again, I'm I'm kind of I'm done with that. I'm an old I'm an old man now. You know, I want yeah. I'm happy to just maintain. And then yeah. it's a quick one as well. Um, in terms of you know um, maintaining a physique around, my number one rule is to follow a diet you can sustain and adhere to. So mm. that means including the foods you love. And I really encourage this is like an easy one for people to follow. Thing you love every day, just eat. Mm something like it can be a 300 calorie oat bowl it can be like a little slice of pizza even a ristorante is 700 calories for the whole day there's days i eat a restaurant and i track it uh yeah. you know and I, a stack of pancakes 350 calories whatever it is a uh, frozen yogurt is another one i i eat very regularly there is like there's just always whatever your favorite food is you can fit it in daily mm. and that like how bad your diet be if you get to eat something you love every day so that's mm. just like my rule and I, it's, you yeah. can't argue with that it's like how can you not sustain it if you, if you just fit in that thing every day just figure it out so yeah, yeah that that's my my number one rule to maintain a good physique whether you're cutting or maintaining nice love that yeah couldn't, couldn't agree more with the sustainability of the food and stuff like that as well and in terms of um nutrition and training and stuff like that if you're going for, let's say, do you do you ever kind of cycle calories throughout the week? Let's say, for instance, that you might have, you know, uh, dinner out on Friday, and then also you're going to some kind of event on 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 Saturday. So you have two dinners out Friday, Saturday. Do you sometimes cycle calories? Do you try and just keep that a baseline? So twenty five hundred a day, or do you try pull midweek two thousand? So you know you're going to go on three thousand a week. And how do you, how do you kind of run your weeks? question and this is something that i'm you know split about okay so Mm -hmm. i think if you have in an ideal world you just keep your calories the same i'm not into the the high carb days the low carb days especially like some coaches try and market them as like have high carb on leg day to uh you know for an anabolic response i'm like bro 
those calories that you ate today, you're probably only digesting them 24 hours yeah, later. True, yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. you fucking bro scientist. Like, yeah. think, have them all post workout. Oh, <laughs> you know, sucked up into the muscle. Fucking come off it. Anyways, yeah, yeah. but so in, in an ideal world, I recommend just, you know, keeping your calories um, equal across the board. Yeah. It's easier to track. You're not essentially yo-yo dieting and yeah, it's yeah. easier to build up a habit and a routine. Now, yeah. if there is a big day coming up mm-hmm. uh, that you know that you're going to want to spend a lot of calorie money, mm-hmm. then it is a good idea to bank that calorie money for the event. So yeah. let's say I've got something on Saturday, um, which you know in the summer I often do. Uh, I will lower my, my carbs and fats, by f- carbs 50 grams and fats like 20 grams three days prior to that event mm-hmm. i'll do cardio every day make conscious effort to you know go for get some extra steps in and then that's it and then mm-hmm. on the day of the event i'll just pretty much get all my fats and carbs from the di- the dinner like let's say i'm going out for dinner delicious. Maybe, yeah exactly yeah and then so i'll have like an egg egg whites for breakfast i'll have like a protein shake for lunch mm-hmm. maybe a, sa- a chicken salad after that so you've just got all these fats and carbs to spend yeah. on the dinner or the the event and so it's it actually kind of works out perfectly like you actually end up hitting your macros perfectly for the week you know? yeah so, so that that's how i do it and that's nice. how i tell my clients to visualize it in, in in your head so think of um it's calorie money it's macro money and that protein carbs and fats are three different currencies yeah <laughs> you know nice. and, and you're trying to balance them all out to spend them uh spend them properly come saturday hmm. yeah and i like the way that you said that too like that's good all, all good well and good for some some that you're not doing that every single week every no, single no no i think year. you're doing that every single you can you can do but i think it's just you're so much chopping and changing yeah. like you're just like you're pretty much following like a different diet every day which is yeah. again, very, very difficult to do. It's, it's dangerous like, as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you you can get disordered eating. And like, I also say to my clients as well, like there's two things I say, like, look, if you want to go out and, and smash six pints or more, being Irish, if you want to smash eight pints on the weekend, I'm going to be a half to, and you will also want results. I'm gonna have to stick you on the 1800 calorie hollow diet, you know, because <laughs> like, your overall weekly is like thousands. So you'll yeah. be on the disgrace hollow diet. I'm like, yeah. it's up to you. I can't give you both. I can't put you on like a, a nice sustainable meal plan. Yeah. If you want to have like 10 pints, fucking four espresso martinis, uh, a big pizza at the end of the night. If you want to do that on Saturday, you're you're just getting the shittest plan ever because I've no choice. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or just yeah, get yeah. no results. And then yeah. why are you paying me? Yeah. You know? So, so it's true. like sometimes you just got to be real with, with your with your clients or yeah. listening to this and just getting free advice, free game right now. You don't, you can either make things really hard for yourself during the week if you just want to, if you really want to have, you know, a little bit of fun on the weekend, yeah, you, know, you, you, you can obviously have balance and moderation, but you're just making things harder for yourself if you're doing that every single week. Yeah, 100%. And, and like you said, it's, real talk, just real talk for you. Yeah, you know? couldn't agree more. And that's that's very, very important information there as well, that like you're you also, like you said, feed into that binge restrict cycle. You're, you're telling yourself you're stricting during the week. Hunger is high. You probably even try to stick to 3,000. You end up doing 5,000 and you're back then the week and you're just feeling shit about yourself. Yeah. And then also like from a trained performance standpoint, then during the week, you're having such little food and you're restricting your performance yeah. is crap. And then you get to the weekend, you overeat and you're just, it's just this kind of almost vicious cycle too much. Every now and again, though, like, like I'll probably do that a little bit this week and, and maybe yeah. going next week because I'm going away. Um, but it's it's okay to do it in, in moderation by the sense of what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And it's complete Irish culture as well. Like, let, let's be, be completely yeah. honest. Like, you know, in Dublin, not much. When it's when the weather ain't great, when the weather is great, everyone loves drinking, you know. It's yeah, yeah. Summer, everyone loves loves going hard at it so you know it's it's tough but it's just how it is yeah i think you made a good point there as well i'm quite a big big advocate of setting up your day to allow for more calories in the evening rather than like like you said having you know 1500 calories during the week and 5000 the weekend 
you talked about like having those what's your kind of you, you said like the egg white omelets the chicken salads the the protein shakes do you like doing that if you if you feel that you're going out for a meal yeah so the what you touched on about the morning so i'm actually mo- i'd say three or four nice. days of the week i do inter- intermittent fasting yeah nice. so just like a kind of white monster you know with some zero calorie drinks um mm-hmm black coffee in the morning uh, I'll work out at like 10 or 11 and then post-workout is when I'll break my fast when I'm really That's hungry cool. like really enjoyable you know like yeah. I absolutely yeah. love the food tastes better like I absolutely yeah. love or on days when I do wake up and I'm that little bit hungrier so this is I think it's called carb backloading if you want to give it a fancy name mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just have like egg whites and ham and low-fat yeah. cheese in the morning which is is just pure protein that is just a meal of protein there's like Mm. two carbs you know nothing okay like you know if i'm on like 300 grams of carbs a day 50 grams of fat 200 protein that'd be a pretty standard intake for me um that's a lot of room to play with in the evening so Mm -hmm. another thing that i'll have in the morning is like you know a shake with skim milk Uh, and just getting that hit of protein and you can actually argue that's that's a, a more optimal i hate the word more optimal approach because you're getting at least three protein feedings throughout right yeah. day so that that's one thing that i did very much at the end yeah. of prep that when i'm looking for that one percent difference um that i did you know eat i stopped doing intermittent fasting because especially mm-hmm. when you're extremely lean you're more likely to to lose muscle even though i still i still am a big proponent of if but yeah so they're the kind of two uh, rules I follow at breakfast time in the morning. And I think so many Irish people can do with that because we are led to believe the Irish mammy gives us the full Irish breakfast and fuels us up for the day ahead. And, you know, it's the most important meal of the day. And it's just fucking up so many people's nutrition. It's like, imagine yeah. you're, you're on a, a budget, you're trying not to spend, and it's the fir- first day of the month and you've got a monthly budget and you spend it all in, in, in the day. You're mm. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> You're not this month is gonna suck. So it's just the same as like if you just completely mess up your nutrition at the start of the day and and, and blow it all out with a massive breakfast. Like yeah. And another thing that people don't understand is that like people think that like you're you're and I used to think this as well when I especially when I was a young lad, like trying to get big, that if you're fasted that there's like you can't train or that there's nothing in your system you're Mm. still digesting nutrients from like five days ago yeah (laughs) like like literally especially like if there's certain foods like you know like steak or broccoli corn high fiber foods high protein foods they take so long to digest you know so people think that like They'll have their last meal at like nine or 10. They think they'll need to wait. They'll eat the moment they wake up again. And mm. it's like, you've still got plenty of food in your system. And then you end up going over your calories because you're so hungry because you ate too early. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. a lot of people could do with pushing their, their first meal back and getting out of that, uh, getting out of the breakfast mindset. Breakfast is a scam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do love a good breakfast out though, to be fair. Every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. love a good breakfast. No, but like yeah. obviously the takeaway point is just your, your total daily intake yeah. is what really matters. Uh, but it might not be a good idea for you to blow out your total daily and take the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning. 100%, 100%. And cardio step count targets as well. You said keeping that kind of 10 to 12K steps across the year. Would you keep that year round? Would it titrate up, drop down? And do you keep cardio in across the year as well? Yes. So not like the five sessions in per week. Yeah. I think that's like just fucking overkill. overkill. But yeah. I think three 30 minutes post-workout sessions, like less, I'll, I'll actually just like, do all my replies and voice notes to, yeah. to clients and people in general and the 30 minutes evaporates <laughs> like you're like i might need a few more and then yeah. i think the real impactful one is the step count i yeah. think that's yeah. that's really uh you know the cardio is more so just again for a little fitness a little bit of routine i think the really impactful one is the daily step count mm-hmm. and that just adds up so much over the course of the month and so it's amazing just to walk outside for your mental health that's Mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest benefits but just that that nat uh, adds up just into incredible amounts over the course Mm -hmm. of the month it doesn't affect your recovery you don't feel it it's not stressful 
virtually anyone can do it no matter how advanced you are or if you're a complete beginner Uh, so that's one thing i'm a big proponent is is getting a decent step count in per day Mm -hmm. and people oh this is a funny one people complain that there's no science to say it's 10k steps per day or why what about 9999 it's like we gotta pick something okay just say 10k it's easy (laughs) It's like the one gram per pound of body weight thing. It's like just, we got to choose something. We got to begin somewhere. So that's, anyone listen, that's where 10K steps come from. It's easy to say. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I completely agree, man. Keeping, and just inevitably, like, I'm big foodie as well. And I know that most people on the planet are going to be big foodie. It just allows, it just allows for more total intake. Do you know, you getting 5k steps compared to 10, if we do 50 calories per thousand steps, I'd rather do 250 calories more by having 10k steps than having 5k steps and having 250 calories less for sure. Would you? Yeah, I completely agree. And it's funny what you said about um, foodie. I I think if you go to the gym, like uh, regularly, I think you appreciate food more. Like if the biggest yeah, foods I've ever met are like lifters, like, you know. Yeah, true. Good meal, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and then finally, last two things are going to be training. So do you, do you fluctuate your training around trying to keep yourself in, in different zones? So around your diet, I think you touched on this earlier, but around your dieting, around your maintenance, around your cleanup phases, any kind of cha- changes with that at all? Or is that just keep standardized throughout the year usually? Yeah, so that's one thing I, I recommend staying consistent as possible. Please, yeah. I just mentioned, uh, he asked me last night, he was like, hey, can we like change our cha- training program? And I'm like, sure, like we can do it for the crack. <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah. like, there's no need to. I'm like, you're progressing on squats where you just had a PR last week. I'm like, do you want to throw in leg press for the fucking laugh? Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, agree so more, that, that's another thing. It's like, so I recommend everyone log your, your weights, you know, uh, either on the game plan app, which has a built-in tracker. Shameless. There we go. There we go. Do it old school in your notes on your phone or in a, a diary. Either yep. way, progressive overload is how you build muscle and uh, increasing the total amount and a volume you lift in the gym the most efficient way to do that is by increasing the weight you're lifting or else you're going to end up doing 100 sets of 10 to yeah. you know, hit <laughs> workload so so you got to increase the weight you're lifting in the gym if you are changing your exercise selection every two weeks how the, how do you know if you're making any progress at all because a squat and a leg press yeah they're the same pushing movement you're pushing your legs but they're just completely different in terms of the 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 weight like there's some leg presses that are so easy to do like i can do like a thousand pounds on them yeah. and i'm like i can't squat that much you know <laughs> so <laughs> so if you don't like say even like switching like brand of machine is yeah. is quite shows a lot of inconsistency mm. so i recommend having your core lifts yeah, um nice. so and and keeping them as consistent as possible if you want to change up your isolation movements just for entertainment and motivation by all means do it but i would recommend really sticking to the compound movements that you enjoy and mm-hmm. that you track year round so that is my number one training principle now number two is follow a split and a program that allows you to hit every muscle group twice per week now, no, pretty no one needs to, or barely any people are going to go to the gym six days per week because you're not fucking a loser with no life like me. So, <laughs> so most people have, you know, they have like wife, kids, they've, you know, um, hectic jobs, and you know they can get killer results going to the gym four times per week. So yeah. I would say to them, follow an upper lower upper lower split. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe you want to go to the gym five days a week. I would say do legs push pull upper lower. So then again, hitting everything twice per week. If you want to really be a nut job like myself, do legs push pull, legs push pull. And then a lot of people, they overlook three days a week. Still brilliant if you can make it to the gym three days per week. But that's when it gets tricky. They're like, do I follow legs push pull? And then it's like a week before I hit any other body part. No, we, we do a full body split three mm-hmm. times per week. But I have a different emphasis on each day. So on, nice. so I full body A, full body B, full body C, 
And these are all, you know, the programs I usually recommend, all the programs in the app. So full body A, we'll start with squats. Uh, full body B, we'll start with uh, pushing movement like bench. And full body C, we'll start with a pulling movement like, uh, for example, deadlifts. But they're still all full body workouts, but mm-hmm. they just begin with something differently because you're strongest at the start of your workout. So they're okay. different. They're called, I, on my program, they're called emphasis A, emphasis B, emphasis C. And mm-hmm. so there, that's my training philosophy pretty much summed up. There are the things I recommend following. You do that, you're pretty set. You're, you're, on, yeah, sure. on, you're good to go. And so when I am going through, maybe I'm having a, just a crazy month, uh, maybe I'm on holidays, I'll do either the full body program on, on game plan or I'll do the upper lower four day. Um, yeah. the, so I'll read, I'll look at my schedule and see what am I realistically going to stick to? Because it's just yeah. like your diet. You got to follow something you can sustain. Like what's the point in me uh, setting out my, my six day training plan and then like going to the gym like two or three times and just not yeah. following it. It's, it's kind of like me, like, putting Ronnie Coleman's diet on the fridge door and just like not following it, you know, it's useless. So I think being realistic with yourself, with your training is, is just so is as important as, as your diet. hundred percent. And something important there as well as changing your plan and the skill acquisition. Like I've been running, let's say an RDL, I'm sure you, you train bloody hard as well. Like you to change into a pattern again, like the skill acquisition that's required for you to learn that path. Like if you have an RDL for deadlifts, I've been doing it for like eight, eight, eight weeks or so. I think we were just rotated in from deadlifts and I'm still like, still like not a hundred percent. I'm still getting used to it. And Dude, then, lunges. Say again? <laughs> lunges. Yeah. Just like. I can't do them. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I will fall over. I will lose balance. Yeah. I've been in the gym 10 years. I love that. That's not, I'm going to steal that from you. I've never even thought of that point is that you've mm-hmm. completely retrain yourself yeah you know it takes it takes time to do it and if you see these kind of six week training plans change it ch- change plan after six weeks if i did a si- plan for six weeks and then you change all my exercises i've only just gotten half decent at learning how to do that pattern again and I'm then gonna, the skill acquisition of that, that again man. you're gonna see me put up a reel now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go Talk for it you can have, you can have this one man you can have this one i want the i want the hollow I want the hollow training plan though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can You're have that. You're getting the disgraceful one. Yeah. 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 You can have that one. Yeah. Um, that's, but that's so important. Point, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, but like like you said, the the only time like to really do it is if you're bored as hell or you're not enjoying or the movement is stale, then rotate it. But but until then, you know, I've had movements in my plan with AJ for like three years or something. Oh yeah, because yeah, like they're sure. just like they're just they're just always progressing. I still love them. Yeah, yeah and, and that's or something. Actually, like I recommend if you are bored or you know you want a bit of motivation, um, just change the exercises at the end of your workout. You know the mm. fluff yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, keep, yeah. keep the bread and butter the same. Like yeah. if there's a new machine in the gym, you wouldn't mind to go on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's all right. Yeah, I yeah, agree as well. It's not gonna, it's not gonna make a difference. Yeah, my arm work and stuff will just change, kind of oh. depends on how I feel on that day. Yeah, he's same exactly. Yeah. I'm like they're I'm not, not getting, big, they're not getting bigger, and they haven't grown an inch in seven years. So don't. They don't need to, man. They look, yeah, they look yeah, good exactly. already. They're big enough. They're big yeah, enough. Yeah. And the other one is going to be abs. So you obviously have a really well developed midsection. And yeah, just a really well-developed midsection already. Do, what's the ab work that you do during the year? Does that change again? Do you do more when you're dieting, less when you're dieting? What's the kind of the overall arching? And give us your two favorite ab exercises that you like. Yeah, so I, I think people kind of, um, they will go a little bit too far on the ab work doesn't matter. And the don't try, abs are made in the kitchen. Of course, we know that, okay? We know to see your abdominal muscles you got to have a low body fat percentage, but I've dieted down. First of all, I think it's, it's healthy to do core work for your posture and uh, it'll help with other lifts. Yep. It's just, you should train every body part that you have, you know, you don't skip leg day. Why would you skip your know, cores? So your abs. So I recommend to train your abs. You don't have to go overboard uh, stuff. Like I like uh, weighted movements such mm-hmm. as weighted decline crunches. So yeah. I'll hold a plate 
and I'll just try touch the roof, you know, and aim towards the mm-hmm. roof. And another one I like to do is cable crunches. Again, yeah, these are both good. things you can progress on. So they're mm-hmm. probably my two favorite. Then at the end, I'll throw in some hanging leg raises, just, you know, kind of burn out with that. Yeah, yeah but that's that's my ab routine right there. You know, yeah, it comes down to diet, uh, but I'll do that twice a week, three sets of 20 on each one. So, you know, total sets is what, like nine sets yeah. uh, twice per week. And that's it. You know, nice. that, that's as complicated as it gets. Um, yeah, it will mainly come down to body fat percentage. But I do think if you want a more developed midsection, gotcha. you want to make it pop, uh, you want to have a stronger core as well, uh, then I think you should train your abs. And I have, now here's a bit of anecdotal evidence. I've dieted down and kind of neglected my ab training a little bit. And then I've dived down to the exact same body fat percentage and I've been really uh, dedicated with my ab training. And I actually think there's a huge difference. I actually actually found a massive difference. So that's entirely anecdotal evidence. Yeah. Do do you that would do with, do what you will with that. Yes. uh, Yeah. I'm proponent of ab training, nothing crazy, just tree exercise that you like to do. Ideally weighted. Yeah, 100%. So that, that's a decent amount of volume that you're doing per week, showing that you need to be training with specific, not throwing two two sets of like cable crunching at the end of your workout once every two weeks. And that's not going to cut it. No. There's a nice phrase. No, you said that it's shown in the, like abs are made in the gym, but then shown in the kitchen. So oh, it's show, like we need to be training hard progressively and none of that, you know, just fluff work. I see people on their phone doing that, like, <laughs> crunch, you know, just watching a football game, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like this. They're not, just, they're yeah, not just like sure. a magic, they're not a magic muscle group that don't need any intensity or progression they're just like your biceps just like your delts you need to be training them hard and i can, I can see the way you train them is always going to be like that there's yeah. no doubt that with the volume like that kind of 15 to 18 um sets per week which is actually probably a little bit lower than what i'm doing so i need to need to up my ab, ab volume per week yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good really good take-home point as well appreciate it Um, final one is going to be just any take-home piece of advice for the for the listener any advice that you'd also tell your former self so probably you can combine those two together what would you tell your former self in your kind of your first one to three years of lifting and training i would say it's going to be the best decision you'll ever make in your life and it's kind of like getting braces okay (laughs) it sucks okay it sucks at the time you don't want to do it you don't want to go to a dentist and get them on. But after a few years, you're going to be like, I am so glad I did that. Okay. You're investing in your future and there's the amount of benefits that you will get from it are just profound. It will fall. It's the only, it's the most highest ROI activity that I can think of. True. And that yep. it's the only thing placing your health and fitness first and uh, going to the gym and, improving your diet being mindful of what you eat just the whole training nutrition lifestyle it's the only thing i can think of that affects everything in your life mm. everything it's the only thing i can think of and that's why i'm working in this industry that's why i'm so passionate and that's why i've been here for a decade now they're like rob is still making those videos he's still doing his podcast i'm like hell yeah motherfucker this is the coolest thing in the world yeah i I really believe it and i don't even believe it we've got research to show it Uh, and that you know also i've been talking to a lot of ultra successful people recently now that i've started a podcast myself Mm -hmm. um just people just being hard no fitness guests on it like they're all just like there's one guy I had on last time. He's worth over a hundred million. And mm. that episode's gone up soon. And he was like, it's all just about health and fitness. He's like, if I don't have that, I just don't get up and go to work every day. So yeah. I don't know if that's just going to say everything, but then, then I don't know. So the best decision you'll ever make, get your ass in the gym and let's go. Yeah. Nice. I think that's a, a great end to a fantastic podcast. Just want to say a massive thank you for coming on and for the episode as well. I really appreciate you taking the time and good catching up as well properly. I know we've been chatting a good bit over Instagram, but it's good always to chat face to face as well. No, no, it is brilliant. It's so good to connect uh, after all these years and keep yeah. killing it. Brady, man. Cheers, man. Really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day, buddy. Likewise.